Angels Dozens. Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. Oh, it's that time of the morning where we rely on you and your social media brilliance. Social studies on Twitter, epically underscore Murata. You know how it works. So let's do this, Sarah. Let's do this thing. Isn't it so nice that we can just farm out the work for 11 minutes and say, hey, you answer these questions, don't people. Let, don't let people in on our secret and the origins of social studies. I okay. guess it's too late now. <laughs> can you hit the dump button, Jared? Whoops. <laughs> Whoopsies. All right, we're on Twitter, at Vickley underscore Murata. And that is where I'm pulling my favorite answers from now. So let's start with the biggest news. Of course, Michael Bidwill is starting the search for a new general manager and a new head coach. Uh, we learned about 23 hours ago that uh, Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime both were on their way out of the Cardinals organization. Open-ended question to start off, guys. What is the number thing, number one thing you are looking for in a new GM and the number one thing you are looking for in a new head coach? Oh, that's a good question. I would say the number one thing I'm looking for in a general manager is a real clear vision slash identity slash philosophy. And what I'm looking for from the head coach is just oodles and oodles of leadership. Crackling leadership that just comes off the guy. What Sort of like a- hair coming off Jarrett. What, just- <laughs> what, what constitutes an oodle? I don't know. Yeah. What is How do you oodle? measure an oodle? I don't know. So what does that mean? More hands-on guiding, teaching? No, more just accountability. Leadership. Yeah, just yeah, accountability, uh just a dynamic personality, charisma, um, motivation, inspiration, all the stuff that makes a great leader. All the Asians. Um for me for a GM, yeah, the philosophy the big head on is obviously big, but how was that philosophy built? What kind of organization did you work with? What does your track record say? And there's, I think there's, and we'll get into it as as the week rolls on. But I think there's some intriguing candidates from the outside um, that that fit a lot of that. Uh, for coach, I look for somebody who's not going to wear a visor on game day. <laughs> hate visors. Not a big did you visor. Say Kirby Him and Zach Lynn both hate I visors. Did you see Kirby Smart's dumb visor usage last yes. night? They're in a dome, for goodness sake. That ain't yeah, smart. But it's is, yeah, right. If he feels cute in a visor, let him wear his visor. He took a selfie before the game. It's like, felt cute, might delete. Hey. <laughs> let Kirby feel hey. cute. Hey. Yes. Uh, Look good, feel good, play good is what that's they of say. Course, that's, of course, my smart aleck answer. Kirby Smart Alex. Leadership is key. Yep. Especially coming out of the situation that the Cardinals are coming out of. Mm-hmm. Tyler Meisterheim, this is what he is looking for. Someone that has had experience in the field. I think this is when he's referring to the head coaching search. No more maybes, no more. He did really good at that one thing, so maybe he'll be good at this thing too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Clint Williams says neither of these people better already be in the building. He wants someone completely unaffiliated with the organization. Not alone there in that feeling. Oh, yeah. A ton of people responded that way. Wookie is looking for sustained success from both the head coach and the GM. Good point, Wookie. Yes. Mario Pinedo is looking for Sean Payton and Sean Payton. Uh, Very specific. Yes. Jerry Johnson wants experience for the general manager and accountability for the head coach. Uh, And then finally, from Nicole Sharp, no more yes men. 
someone that keeps the owner out of operations. No more watching film together, she says. Well, hopefully they'll be at a point where they won't have to. All right, let's get to the Phoenix Suns. They are at the halfway point of their regular season. They've played 41 of 82 games. Give us one word to describe the season so far at its halfway point. Frustrating. You are privy to the text thread I have going on with my sons right now. Not my S-U-N-S, my S-O-N-S. Mm-hmm. Sons, sons. Oh. You yeah. would think and? they were 50-year fans of this this oh. franchise. Yeah. They're pulling their hair out right now. Oh, boy. And not dealing with it well. But it is frustrating. When, when you can't get your team on the floor together, it's... It's very frustrating, and the Suns are taking that to a, a new new level this year. Um, that, that That's my word. So tonight against the Warriors, this is being celebrated as the first game in a long time that Golden State's going to have their key four back, and that would be Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, and Andre Iguodala. They might lose by 80 tonight. If Andre Iguodala contributes anything, we got ourselves a story. Yeah. Without no, Iguodala, they might lose by 70. I know, I know. But NBA Finals MVP. It, it, That's right. it could get ugly. I mean, what's your starting lineup tonight? Dario Saric, Jock Landale, Mikel Bridges, Dwayne Washington oh, Jr., no. and Damian Lee? Oh, no. Yeah, but listen, as I told Vinny, sometimes these worst-case scenarios, they, they actually, you might be surprised at the competitive nature of the Suns tonight. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. <laughs> you might be, maybe. Maybe. Well, what I'm, saying is, I'm just saying it's... You it's, are right. You never know. You never know. You never know. You never know. I think I think it's going to get really ugly, but you never know. Like Jarrett Carlin chest hair ugly, yeah, oh, right, like that. What is a lot of what I'm obsessed with my chest hair? I, I have not mentioned it once today. Obsessed with your then button up your shirt and we won't. I can't. It's too puffy. And it goes too high up you my. Think that button is going to stretch over there. That wad of hair. There's no. There's no fabric tight enough. My hair wad. It's a oh, thicket. Hair wad. A thicket. Oh, my God. Hair wad, hair hair wad, wad. Carlin, they call it. A thicket. Oh, my goodness. That is really oh, just wrong. It's so wrong. Okay, let's get to uh, the Phoenix Suns responses. How would you describe the Sun season at this uh, halfway point? Teetering, says Justin Prestigard. They word. are this close to disaster or this close to waking up. The next two weeks will really show if Monty can inspire the guys to channel their inner bubble and go on a run to revive their spirits. Uh, much more concise from Adam Waltz. He just calls it gobbledygook. Uh, waste, says Pedro. James Jones has done nothing to help. Sign some players. Stop bringing out the same dudes. Yes, thank you, Gambo. Uninspired, says Caleb. Horrendous, says Geronimo. Pain, says Chris. Pain. Pain. Let's get to our final question. Soreness would be the other word. Ah, Oh, yes. Soreness. Soreness. The theme of the season. Gobbledygook. I tweeted this from my personal account last night, but we are using it for a social studies question today. Uh, While I was watching the absolute disaster of a college football national championship game between Georgia and TCU, I tweeted, I think it was in the third quarter when they were down by 900, tell me about a time in life in 
which you were the TCU up against a Georgia? I love this question. That's a really good question. I may have told my story before, but I'll tell it again because yeah, it definitely it. applies. My senior year of high school, I played varsity tennis. Go Demons, Greenway High School. Whoop, whoop. Playing number five varsity. And we had a match against Brophy, which still may be. At the time, it was a tennis. I mean, all the country club kids, all yep. the rich kids went yep. to Brophy. So I'm still pretty much a novice at tennis. My whole family was in town. Like my sister from out of town, my nieces, my nephews, my parents, my, my, my I think two of my, all three of my sisters might have been there. They all show up to this match against Brophy. The good thing is they only had to sit through about 20 minutes of really bad <laughs> tennis. I got double donutted, Bic. And I, I think I can story. count the number of points I won in this so-called match on one hand. Oof. This is, it was ugly. This is the Vince Murata personality origin story That's right, right. <laughs> What uh, What kind of results did we get? Oh, nothing from you, Bic? Uh, you stay it, winning? No, 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 no. I've, I've got something. I might save it to later. It'll okay. take a while to explain. Sure. Sounds good. All right. Again, underdog stories. Kendall J says, last night I lost to a six-year-old in Uno. Not one. <laughs> But twice. That would be dose. That would be dose, indeed. (laughs) How about this? And I confirmed this is actually true. One of our listeners, J.D. Manning, tweeted us, I played against Tiger Woods in the U.S. Amateur. In the late 90s, he did. I think it was 96. Yeah, that sounds right. Yep. Uh, That would be harrowing. Yes. Tyson tweeted us, one time when I was little, I got stuck on some boulders during a lightning storm at Lake Tahoe. Unlike TCU, I actually lived. (laughs) (laughs) Jonathan Hull says, I was playing Fortnite for the first time against my kids. They just ended me while I try to figure out the buttons. (laughs) Uh, Gene... The TCU against Georgia, every single argument he's been in with his ex-girlfriend. Oh. And then uh, Tyson, a different Tyson, I know a lot of Tysons apparently, says, I lost a high school varsity hockey game 22 to nothing. Ouch. Sorry, Tyson. I have a good one, too. We can tell later. Let's get back into it. I I love that question. I love it. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks Thanks to everybody who chimed in on social studies today. Epically underscore Murata is where that goes down. Coming up next. We've already got one Arizona Cardinal on record saying he kind of wishes Cliff would have got another chance. What? Is he right? We'll get into that and more next. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata Mornings. Uh, I I, I, I f*** Cliff. I want to clip the, you know... Get another chance, help with a healthy group. I mean, any day, business, man. I know that boy Cliff going, you know, going shake back. He ain't sure. Marquise Hollywood Brown on Twitch playing some video games. I'm so, like, like, that's one of the things I'm fascinated by mm. um, is athletes going on uh, Twitch and playing. With the common folk, and they kind of hold court. They answer questions. Mm. This is actually a regular thing now. But Hollywood Brown, on record, saying wanted Cliff to get another chance with a healthy group. What does he know? He's but, been here a year. 
Seriously, with all due respect, I mean, that's like Robbie Anderson coming up to Cliff and saying, I'm riding with you, coach. Okay, yeah, you've been here six minutes. Yeah, he is right out of town. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, I wonder how pervasive that feeling is. Mm. And I wonder how many times or how many players will voice those opinions if they do feel them. Well, again, I, I think that every foot, every player in that locker room, I'm sure, really appreciates the fact that Cliff Kingsbury doesn't ride hurt on them, doesn't bust on them. It treats them like men, gives them space, lets them do what they want to do. You don't want to practice, you don't got to practice. You do you. That's Cliff Kingsbury's kind of model, like that, you know, that the television commercial. So to me, I, uh, I, I, I think that that's a, I think it's a real false indicator of a head coach's worth to ask people if they think that he should have had more time because it's not like Cliff was disliked. Yeah. He was just ineffective. Again, I mean, and you know what? The, one of the takeaways here, I, th- I think Cliff Kingsbury is probably going to mark the end of NFL teams reaching into the collegiate ranks for head coaches. You've sh- I'm su- sure you've seen this list. There are only two head coaches since the turn of the century that have had above 500 records doing that. Jim Harbaugh, Bill O'Brien, Nick Saban, Chip Kelly, Cliff Kingsbury, Butch Davis, Doug Marone, Steve Spurrier, Greg Schiano, Matt Rule, Bobby Petrino, Urban Meyer, all sub-500 in the NFL. It's not the same sport. That's not, not even close. No, and that's what makes the Harbaugh, I mean, I think a lot of Cardinals yeah. fans would sign off on Harbaugh, but it's mm-hmm. not the same because Harbaugh had success in the NFL. I mean, he had success in college, then went to the NFL and had success, and then went back and had success in college. Yep. That dude can just coach. Yeah. But, you know, how a lot of people, I think locally too, are focused on the Sean Payton possibilities. I think Harbaugh ends up in Denver. Mike Sando put out a, a quote from a source that he has that says, if, if Denver offers the job, Harbaugh's going to take it. You don't think right? he stays in Michigan? Huh? I think he stays in Michigan. No, I, Harbaugh. Think, I think he's done. Hmm. I think he's going to the, the Broncos. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I don't think you go and talk to the Carolina Panthers owner unless you're giving clear signals, I want out. I mean, they've also had a notice of allegations. I don't think he wants to be around for that. I don't think it's going to get, you know, playoff appearance aside, I'm not sure he's going to handle Ohio State ever again the way he did this year. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah, there was a lot, too, made yesterday with the news coming out, and Ian Rappaport put this out there first. Um, Yeah, Cliff got fired, but... It was kind of mutual. One year after Cliff Kingsbury signed a big-time, multi-year extension, he has been fired by owner Michael Bidwell. A frustrating year in Arizona, to be sure. And while this is a firing, in other words, Cliff Kingsbury gets to keep all the money left on his contract, I I would describe this, Tom, as a little more of a mutual parting. Cliff Kingsbury did not seem like he was having very much fun in Arizona this year. It was a struggle all the way through from the on-field result to the relationship with Kyler Murray, the quarterback, to all sorts of turnover on his coaching staff. And, of course, there's the fate of general manager uh, Steve Keim, who took a health-related leave of absence. And this one, I would say, for owner Michael Bidwell, uh, starting over makes a lot of sense. Now, Tom, I I know that they're obviously going to do a search here, but I would not be surprised if Vance Joseph emerges as a prime candidate here, just considering the way this has gone and, and, you know, certainly as respected as he is in the building. On the burnout part of mutual parting of boys, a lot of people put mm-hmm. that out there. A lot of people even locally were like, ah, Cliff, you can tell it. You can see it on his face that he's not dealing well with the season, nor should he have. Now, I don't think it affected his 
his, the work that he put in, which is something mm-hmm. that he's been lauded for even in the aftermath of this firing by Michael Bidwell. But why are we why are we acting like that's breaking news? Like coaching again, is a grind again, and it and you don't have to work the, those amount of hours. You, you don't, don't. You don't have to be at a facility at three fifteen in the morning. Okay, and, and and so yes, you you applaud somebody's work ethic, but that's not why you keep a job. I mean, every day I come into this radio station, Jared is already here. Doesn't mean he's doing anything. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Very well said. But he's Jared. always here. I know. Do you think that's Cliff Kingsbury potentially <laughs> overcompensating for the lack of experience, like we were talking yes, about earlier? Yes, of course in the show? I do. Yes, Sarah, you and Vic keep talking. I'm just going to go around and give Jared a hug. Okay, yeah, you go for it. <laughs> And have fun with that. Wait, you think that was rough? Jared just shook his head. You think that was rough? I thought that was a fair assessment. But <laughs> yeah, he's got me pegged. I'm surprised that you perceived it that way, Vinny. I've been away from this for a while. Maybe I'm just desensitized to it. Yeah. You know, you know what? You it up, man. Here, Come on. You don't want my uh, sympathy, Jared? Then fine. You're on your own. You know what? You scruffy mongrel. <laughs> on our show, he is the first one in the door and the first and the last one out. I almost said the first one out. He is first in and last yes, out. But I'm very, somehow I'm very slow still does the le- least amount of work. A very slow <laughs> right, 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 right. I used to be one of those guys that I was just constantly at the radio station. Mm, no. It gives an impression. That is true. You, you do give an you, impression that, yeah. wow, this guy works really hard. No, I just, I got, no, I got nowhere else to go. I got nowhere <laughs> else to be. Maybe, right. I guess your, your life must be on the uptick then because you don't do that anymore. You, you leave right after the show, which you never used to do. Well, because now, I mean. You live closer? When I started doing that, it was in the late 90s and not everybody had great internet. Mm. So it was really hard to do work or do production work or do things that you needed to do elsewhere. Had to do your GeoCities work here. My computer's... Yeah, exactly. My computer setup at home is better. And it's home. Yeah. Right, exactly. It's not like I'm not and, working. Right, and your bed is right next door. Right, like that's okay. right there. Right, exactly. Don't remind me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, I do wonder who gets Cliff's house. Like, who's going to buy that? That that's that became almost as famous as Cliff in that viral picture. Yeah. Did. Yeah. Maybe well, who's turn, the, who says he sells it? He could turn it into an Airbnb. Oh, he oh, could make, make a, a killing mint, around man. the Super Bowl that his yeah. team's not playing in. As long as he keeps that lion picture up in the hallway. Leo. The one, yeah, Leo yeah. the Lion, the one artwork, piece of artwork he had, apparently. Uh, coming up, it's Tuesday. We've got a round of mustache. Not a mustache. Not a mustache. We'll do it next. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Time to take a look at the Arizona Sports poll question. Brought to you by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. We are about to get into mustache, not a mustache. But before we do, here on Bickley and Murata Mornings, we're going to our website, ArizonaSports.com, and we are doing our daily poll question. It's a yes or no, guys. Should the Cardinals consider internal candidates for the head coach and GM openings? Yes, consider the internal candidates. No, only use external candidates. I'd vote the latter. 
I could see a scenario where Vance Joseph would be palatable, but I but that's it's too convoluted. And if you need a yes or no, I'm saying no. All external. All right. And is palatable really what they should be going? For? No. That's a good. That's a that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, you got you got to shoot higher. Um, and this is no offense to the the internal candidates for those positions. But it, it was such a stink, you got to move on. And, and, you know, do you consider everything? Yes. But ultimately, I don't want that to be the outcome either. So, no, I, I would agree with Bick on that answer. Mm-hmm. 73% of our voters agree as well. 73% say external candidates only, please. 27% say at least consider the internal guys. All right. That's today's Sanderson Ford poll question. You could vote on it right now on the homepage at ArizonaSports.com. Mustache. Not a mustache. A mustache, a mustache, a mustache, big mustache, big mustache, my mustache, your mustache. Say the word, the word mustache. A mustache, a mustache. Now we both have said mustache, a mustache, a mustache. If you only got a mustache. The mustache sensation is taking over much of the country. All right, it is that time of week for America's fastest-growing facial hair-related quiz sensation, Mustache. Not a mustache. I will be playing a soundbite from a movie, a TV show, an interview, or a song. Bickley Murad will have to tell me whether the person that's talking or singing has a mustache or does not have a mustache. They get a bonus point if they correctly identify the person. First one to ten, or if I run out of clues or we run out of time, wins. And... Last week's winner, this will surprise you, Vince, but last week's winner was Sarah Cazell, hey. of all people. Hey. Did, you, did you play against Tim Ring? I did. He did. She Tim did. Was, Tim was regaling me with stories of mustache, not a mustache. Oh, he, he was really right. thrown off his uh, thrown off his mark. I said, hey, yes. why don't you just go ahead and play Sarah? And he's like, why? What's, what, what's going on here? Yeah, he was real scared. Yes. And he should have been. <laughs> So he didn't is, know the three dog night clue last week. Yes, that's week, what he so. told me. Right, right. <laughs> uh, and then there's a, so is Sarah defending her crown today? Sarah, do you want to? No, she doesn't want to. So, no, because you're actually using the clues that I sent you this week. That's yeah. right. So and, and Sarah's smart enough to win and tap out. And that's right. Be a dynasty. Just, yeah, one I'm done, good. Baby. One and done. Thank you so yeah. much. But Sarah, who do you think should go first this week, Dan or Vince? I think Vince Morata should Vince, go first. you will be going first. Sure. And today's theme, because of what happened to Cliff Kingsbury yesterday, today's theme is... Fire. 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 <laughs> so we'll start with this one today, right. Vinny. Um, that is Billy Joel, not a mustache. That is correct. And uh, full disclosure, I uh, it never got past the concept phase. I wanted to do a song parody based on the Cardinals' year in review. Oh. oh. The season's a dumpster fire. This is a perfect year to do that, Vinny. Yeah, I know. so good. You didn't but have I to had, do it with a high voice like I that. had vacation looming, and I was like, eh. <laughs> I mean, it lives on with yes, the I mean, firing and Steve Kime resigning. I think you, I Jared, think if you want to write it, I'll, I'll record it. Okay. So that can be part of the... Or we could both record it. Nah, oh, I'm not so much into duet. that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Dan Bickley. Got two Jim points Morrison, in. not a mustache. <laughs> Come on. I'm not going to do that.
Jim Morrison. Not a Mustang. All right. Good job. Thank you, man. How do you think that was good? How about this? Wait. Pointer Sisters, not a Mustang. No, no. No? One day we'll come up with a concept to include some females in this, but not today. All right, uh, Vince. This is really a not sexist today. show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Vinny. Yes. <laughs> That is uh, Tom Hanks from Castaway. And I believe at that point of his adventure, he had a mustache. That is correct. He has a beard. Yes. It is. That's a good movie. Bad ending, but a good movie. All right. Uh, Why was the ending bad? Yeah, it was like in one of those ones where like you have to decide what happens kind of thing. Oh. I thought it was unsatisfying. All right. Dan Bickley. Yes. What's that? It's a fire alarm! <laughs> don't you know the building is on fire? <laughs> I love that movie. Oh, I don't know if I've seen it, but that sounds like Arnold Schwarzenegger, not a movie. There you go, you got it. That is All correct. Right. That's from Kindergarten Cop. Ah, okay. But uh, unmistakable voice of him. The movie that gave us the line You're supposed to be the one reading the stories about bears that go shopping. <laughs> That was going to be next so week's good. one on the <laughs> Bears. Bears that go shop. shopping. <laughs> All right. Uh, Vince. 4-4. Four, that is uh, Zach De La Roca from Rage Against the Machine. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. I'm going to go... I'm gonna go mustache. Yes, you got it. That is, is a tough one, but he had a uh, mustache and beard during that song, so you get two points for that. Dan Bickley. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, James Hetfield. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> um, this is a good question because as of right now, he does not have a mustache. But in the fuel, I'm going to say not a mustache. You got it. He, okay. had that, he had that thing on his, like a soul patch, chin pupka thing there, but not a... Uh, chin pupka. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, the chin pupkas. That was uh, Metallica's first name. I, a lot of people don't know that. Well, before Metallica, yes, they were known as the chin pupkas. Hey, yeah! <laughs> All right. Vince. 6-6. Six, six. There's a cliff! Ah! And your family screaming, Oh my God, we're burning alive! No, I can't feel my legs! In comes a meat wagon! Oh and the medic gets out and says, Oh my God! <laughs> it's Chris Farley from Tommy Boy, not a mustache. That is correct, you got it. The way that scene ends with him asking, Do you validate <laughs> It's the greatest end ever. <laughs> All right, Dan, this is a short one, so pay attention. The sooner Bickley's fired, the better off. <laughs> Ray Ratto, tremendous mustache. There you go. A man whose face uh, just deserves a mustache. 
<laughs> of course. We've said it for years. For sure. Eight, eight. Eight, eight. Dual perfect game being worked on right now. All right. I fell into a burning ring of fire. I went down, 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 and the flames went higher. That is uh, Johnny Cash, not a mustache. That is correct. All right, ten points on the board. I, I, I have a guess in my mind, ready for, ready to go for this one. I... Do you remember Uh, that would be uh, the lead singer of Earth, Wind, and Fire was uh, Maurice White Mustache. That is correct. Ooh. A dual perfect Mustache. games. Very, Ooh. very high. Uh, very, you really played well today. <laughs> <laughs> very high. Which means that we have a 10 to 10 tie. Wow. All right. And on Mustache, not a mustache, we, we settle this. On the battlefield, a 10 to 10 tie with a tiebreaker. Which has not yet been concocted. (laughs) But it's so Which you'll receive after the break. (laughs) When we come back, Uh you will hear the conclusion of Mustache. (laughs) Not a mustache. Yeah, coming up, I will will share my thoughts on what the random number of the tiebreaker question Jared's going to ask. Yeah. Yeah. That's all coming up. Pickley and Murata mornings here in Arizona Sports, the and local sports leader. Has taken over much of the, country. the local sports leader. Pickley and Murata. Song of the day. I got to be honest with you, man. As somebody who's put 20 plus years and you have two into this market and into this business, the thought of the Arizona Cardinals drifting back to a state of non-competitive apathy was really, it was, I I was thinking of, I was thinking of moving to Portugal. Ooh, I could hear it in your voice yesterday. I could be Portugal the man. This one on karaoke, but I'm not afraid of the falsetto, so I will do this at some point. Such a good song. Yes, I, I did one. It's called I, Undefeated. I did it last year. Really? To this song? Yeah, I even have two versions a high version and a regular version. Jared has nothing cataloged except for his own song parodies. <laughs> myself thinking about putting another trophy up on the shelf but don't stop at the nfc i want to celebrate in the field Ooh, oh the cards are doing great yeah been a fan since back in 1980 
See, this happens every time. Bickley always calls for it, and then I play it, and then you guys complain about it. Cards are doing I don't know great, what you, huh? Anyway. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking so, about, Ferret. The first time I ever heard this song, not, not even the first time, the first several times I heard this song was in my car. I have Sirius XM, and it tells you who the band is. But my car is so old, it doesn't scroll. So it got cut off. So I thought, seriously, for probably six months, that the name of this band was Portugal the Ma. <laughs> There you go, Portugal the Ma with today's song of the day. Bickley and Murata going off the grid. Brought to you by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you've been hurt in an accident, call Sweet James at 800-500-5200 or sweetjames.com. All right, we got business to attend to because the uh, the valley is uh, on the edge of its collective seat. Well, this is several, you know, wagers have to be settled here. That is true. The, 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 today's edition of Mustache, Not a Mustache. All right, of course, the often quoted, especially before the great Bickley Blast, Beavis saying, fire, fire, fire. So it leads me to this question. How many episodes of Beavis and Butthead have there been? Now, they they have had nine seasons spanning from 1992 until this very year. So nine seasons. How many episodes have Beavis and Butthead had? And All Vince right. will send me his guess. I just sent it. All right. Dan, do you have a guess? Yeah, I've got a guess. I'll say 250. 250. And Vince guessed 245. <laughs> that is amazing that you guys were so... And the answer is 200... And forty three. Oh, get out! You you both that is are unbelievably close. That is really impressive by both of you. Well, I mean, it, you did say there was nine. Seasons. Yeah, you did kind of give us. You did kind of give us well, a sub. Uh, uh, yeah, but who? I mean, who knows? They've all been you know weird MTV seasons. Wow. And, yeah. Congratulations, Vinny. Well good, done. Very close. That was the best played game ever of Mustache. You all. Yeah, Mustang. you're right on your game, both of you. Is anyone? To this day, has you anyone watched the new episodes of Beavis and Butthead? No, I have not. Have you, Bick? I have not. Uh, I heard they were good, but I haven't seen them either. I heard they were darker. <laughs> More serious. Dramatic. Yeah. Uh, a little Daily Dose of Vinnie Joe trivia today with All the right. college football playoff wrapping up. In its nine-year history, 14 different teams have played in the college football playoffs. We don't care about the ones that get there all the time. There's been seven one-time participants in the college football playoff. Can you name those seven schools? Washington. Washington is one. Oregon. Oregon is one. TCU. TCU is one. Has Oklahoma been more than once? Yes. Yes, they have. Notre, Notre Dame? They've That's been there one. one. They've uh, been there more oh, than once. Oh, really? Yep. So we've named three of the seven yes. that have only been one time. Of the four that remain, one of them got there once and won the whole stinking thing. Auburn? No. Oh. Was Auburn? Auburn was before the... Yes. Playoffs. Yeah, that yeah, was, that was the BCS. We got the right conference, though. That was here. LSU? LSU. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Joe yes. Burrow. And then you've that. got one more Southern school and two Midwest schools. Midwest. Oh. Michigan State. Michigan State. That is wild to think about. That was only a few years ago. One of them is the only non-Power 5 team to get in. 
Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then a southern school. And huh? the other one was a former powerhouse who's fallen on hard times. Florida State. Florida State. Well done, Jared. All seven. Good job, Jared. Jer- uh, Bick, I want to hear your story about when you were the TCU to life's Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> what was the story that I had in my head? Um... If you want to think about it, I have. Yeah, go uh, ahead, Jared. I, I, you know how they have a shuffleboard at bars, not not the ones with like the uh, big discs and thing, but the ones you use with your hand. So in college, me and my friend were playing against these two random people, and we beat them twenty-one seventeen. Okay. And they go, you know what? Why don't we play for something in the next game? Whoever wins pitcher of beer. We said, okay, sure. We just beat you 21-17. They beat us in four turns. 21 to nothing. You ran into shuffleboard hustlers. Hustlers. Shuffleboard hustlers. And we came back. We were back the next week and we saw them playing somebody wow. else. Oh, which bar was this? I um my story that I was gonna share, I played in a three-on-three basketball tournament on Lakeshore Drive in Chicago one summer. And uh, I had a couple of good players with me, but they were kind of like they were kind of like DA. They were kind of a little bit on the marshmallow side, right? Mm-hmm. So we had a real good run of it. We won three games in the morning, and, and I had a real good game to get us into the quarters. We played this game of these three Southside goons, and they came at us, and they were like, it was comical how physical they played. They'd like run into us like football players, and just and the refs wouldn't call anything, and we lost like twenty-one to three. I mean. We got un- and physically annihilated. Yeah, That's it was funny. not good. I want to play not, this. I was not happy. I'll play this before we uh, go to break, so we get to it. Pretty much every team around the league, except for just a few exceptions, there's a real um, partnership between the general manager and the and the head coach, and I think that's that's what we're looking for, rather than trying to dictate uh, something up front. Dan Bickley's agreed to pick up the financial consequences, so um, he, he laughed the hardest. Cam, I didn't mean to embarrass you. I will embarrass Dan, though. So, yeah, uh-huh. look at that. You're on the. Uh, well, you're famous. Afraid, you're, yeah, Michael Bidwell's not afraid to uh, to embarrass you. I had to I had to alert Jarrett that went down yesterday. I take it you didn't listen to the press conference. Not there, live. Jared? Not yeah. live. Okay. Not oh, live. I laughed. I cackled from my couch. <laughs> Why do you think he singled you out, Dan Bickley? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Deep pockets. Yeah. Yeah. Were you were you wearing a top hat and <laughs> a monocle? And a monocle, monocle. At the time, yeah. Yeah. And tails. Um, I, finally, I'll never pass up an opportunity to make uh, Skip Bayless look dumb because he does it. So we got to just pinpoint it every once in a while. This is on yesterday's uh, undisputed Skip Bayless breaking down the Buffalo game uh, and specifically what he says about wide receiver John Brown. Awesome. But he also threw two balls yesterday that just took my breath away. Where do I, I don't think anybody can do what he did. If we could see the two throws that finally broke the game back open in favor of Buffalo, he throws to that kid Brown. He looks like he's going to be a star at some point, but he throws 42 <laughs> yards to him. On the- oh, my. You have got to John be Brown's been in the league Come for 10 on. years. The man's 32 Come years old. On. Maybe he's expecting a Geno Smith renaissance. <laughs> Bet on it. This kid's going to be a star someday. Oh, you mark my words. Uh, oh, my God. This kid, A.J. Green, is going to be a star. <laughs> John Brown had one catch this year for 42 yards and a touchdown. It's a good ratio. 
good ratio. Wow. Good show today. Yeah, great show today. Thanks to Jay Feely, Steve Weiss, Bobby Hurley, and to all of yous for listening to us and hanging out. We appreciate it. We'll be back tomorrow morning at 6. Wolf and Luke up next here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Have a great day, everybody.